Hey there, everyone. Welcome once again to the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast. This is episode two. God, I hope we can get past iTunes <laughs> or Apple Podcasts or whatever it happens to be right now. That's kind of the name of this one. In going along those lines, I've had an ongoing battle with Apple um, over the cover art just to try to get this podcast listed and hopefully we've got it working and you're not here to hear me chatting about all of this you're here for some poetry and this is the poetry slam from march 20th 2022 here's the slam portion in its entirety just a quick reminder that the work you are going to listen to here is the property of the poets themselves unless otherwise stated and copyright falls to them so we're going to get into it. Let's get to the slam. All right, folks. Are we ready to get kicked back off? <laughs> Are we ready to start the slam? Oh, hell no. This is the last poetry show of being 42. This is my last poetry show of having all the answers for everything because my birthday's next week. And you know what? I still haven't been able to do shit because nothing I can get away with at any time. So you got to give me a little bit more than that, okay? How the hell are y'all doing tonight? That's a little more appropriate. I like that. So, all right. So we've got eight poets in for the slam tonight. And what we're going to do is we're going to start off with the eight. Then we're going to knock it down to four. Then we're going to knock it down to two. Head to head for $50 cash or free admission into the next show. That's what we got going on for tonight. The order has been determined. I've walked around and got numbers. So the order has been determined by you folks and my random number questioning. So that's how we got going on. Uh, judges, how many of you have never been to a poetry slam before? Like half our judges are like, I've never been here. This is like scary shit. So, all right. So here's how it goes. Poets, you have three minutes and 10 seconds to do a poem of your own piece and your own creation. No props, no costumes, no musical accompaniment. And because the owner's here now, no nudity. So, don't boo me. I'd be here without pants on if I could. All right, let's be honest. No, no nudity here. Let's well, got to keep that in mind. All right. If you go over that three minutes and ten seconds, we have time penalties. If you go over four minutes, we used to say snipers, but we've got aggressive kittens we can throw at people. So, can't be just non-aggressive kittens, because it's just like, what exactly does an aggressive kitten do? Um, claw, lick, bite. <laughs> so a regular kitten? I mean, look at Polly's pants. It had to happen from something. Come on. All right, fair enough. So we got that. And uh, Mark, do we know why there's this weird humming? Hum? Oh. Okay, he's been driving me nuts all night. Okay, just me. All right, judges. If you could, yeah, that'd be great. That's probably what's causing it. Judges, here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to care about the time. I don't want you to care along those lines. What I want you to do is I want you to take the poem. I want you to take the performance of that poem. I want you to pour them into a blender, add some ice, hit it with some vodka, pulse that thing five or six times, and pour me out a score between zero and 10. 
zero and ten. Zero is ass. Ten is ass. And if you don't know the difference between ass and ass, ask your neighbor. So that's what we've got going on. So you have a general idea. I have a general idea. We all have a general idea. Are we ready to start the show? No! We are not ready to start the show because blood has not yet been spilled upon this microphone. We have to have a clearing poet, a sacrificial goat, to kind of determine to the judges, here's how I want to score everything else in the slam. So, ladies and gentlemen, trans and pans, your clearing poet tonight. Please give a huge round of applause to me. I'm going to break the rules because it's my show. So, I, I'm actually going to read somebody else's poem. And I want to read this poem because True read that Nintendo Switch poem, which I absolutely loved and it always reminded me of this piece back from 2004 that I heard. I'm not going to butcher his accent, Ken Arkine from, you know, gravelly Brooklyn. Not going to do it because then I won't be able to talk the rest of the night. This is called One Up. So I was out to dinner with this girlie the other night, right? And this girl was beautiful. And not just beautiful, she was juicy. Like this girl was sweet but sour enough that keeps coming back for more. And you know what I mean? And we're having this conversation. And all in the middle she stops and she's like, look at that ugly fucking painting up on the wall. And I look, sure enough, there is a wall and an ugly fucking painting of flowers. She's like, how's come so many assholes got to paint pictures of flowers? Like everyone's done it a hundred times before. And I'm like, yeah. But really the whole time I'm thinking, the whole reason why so many people got to paint pictures of flowers is because they're truly beautiful people in this world, like yourself, never stand long enough to actually paint a picture of. So you have to settle for flowers, but I don't say that right, and good thing too, because she starts talking about her boyfriend. And she's really, he's really sweet and nice and everything, and that like treats me really good, but there's this other guy I might like, and that's just Adonis and stuff. I really don't know what to do. I really don't know how to feel. I'm really getting confused. I don't know what to say, and I'm like, shut up! Your whole problem is you don't want to hurt your boyfriend's feelings because how much he likes you, and at the same time, you're afraid of that other guy. I mean, he's just some get-rich-quick scheme and shit. He ain't worth all the hassle. And she's like, wow, that's like a totally different level of consciousness to me. And I'm like, what? And she says, listen, life is like a building or a race or buildings with levels. And everyone is trying to get to the same place and learn the same thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Life ain't like that at all. Life ain't that linear. Life is more round than that. Life is like your plate of food. You got your corn and you got your potatoes and your steak, right? And this guy right here, he knows what the corn tastes like, right? And this guy over here, he knows what the potatoes taste like, but not the corn. Why? Because he hasn't eaten that shit yet. He hasn't made that decision in life. And then the meat, it's like that juicy, chewy, sloppy part of life that some people don't want to deal with because what if he's a vegetarian and you don't have to deal with that sloppy ass shit so you got to move off off your plate 
So it's not it's not be sloppy yourself to you gotta grab a napkin to wipe off all that excess juice. And that napkin, that's like the outside source. That's like religion, philosophy, self-help books, your favorite freaking TV show, anything that can cause you to help you deal with the shit that you don't really want to deal with, but that's life. And life ain't like a plate of food at all. God damn it, life is like Mario Brothers. And I'm not talking Mario 2, 3, 4, Super 64, none of that shit. Old school Mario 1. Why? Because you can't go back. Life won't let you go back. Now she's with her boyfriend. She's taking the safe route to the end. She's warping. Y'all remember level 1, 2, and you can jump the bricks at the end, and there's those three little pipes back there that you can go to 4, and from 4 you can go to 4, 3, and from 4, 3 you got 5, and then from 5 you've got 8, and at 8 you get that life at the end of the goddamn gate. But in the meantime, you're missing all this shit. All these levels that you should be expanding with this other guy. She's already getting greedy. She's going down pipes. And you know, and you all know, when you go down pipes, you get this golden, flashy, richy, rich coins at the bottom. But when you come to the other side, you still miss seven or eight more screens. More shit in life. This girl should be taking care of them. But she's not taking care of them. She's getting confused. So what she really needs to do is hit reset. She needs to turn the game off, hit eject, pull the cartridge out, stick it back in, and start over. She needs to hit the reset and start over. And if she's going to start over, why not start over with me? Hey. What up, my kid archive? All right. Judges, whenever you have a score, 0 to 10, put it on that scoreboard. Flash them high in the air. We are going to drop the high score. We're going to drop the low score. We're going to keep the middle scores. I'm not really even going to count this. This is just to see if I can see them from here. I've got one. I've got two. I've got three. Thank you for writing very large. I got four or five. From low to high, I've got a seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Feel free to respond to the scores. If you absolutely think the score is shit, you're allowed to say so. If you think the score is touched by the angelic heavens, you're allowed to say so. If you don't have anything to say, just move. <laughs> right? There you go. So we got nine, seven, ten, eight, seven. Applaud the poet, which is not me. Keep the applause going. The first poet in the slam tonight. Please give it up for Brave Nate. Babies are raising babies and they both hella lost. 
Social media controls people's lives. Everything that they post shows it. Y'all air out y'all dirty laundry on social media and don't give a damn about who knows it. People on social media begging for boyfriends. People on social media begging for rides and food. People on social media begging for food stamps. Young women out here taking half-naked pics looking like hood tramps. Yeah, it's gotten that bad out here. Low self-esteem is at an all-time high. Young adults out here popping pills like they ain't afraid to die. It seems like we're all caught up in the matrix. Life has got so complicated because people have disregarded the basics. God, Yahweh hasn't been taken out of the picture. Yahweh hasn't even been a second thought. People too busy showing off their temporary ass relationships or the latest clothes that they bought. My city complains about my city. It, it makes a pastor want to cuss. My city complains about what we ain't got here, but for real, for real, ain't nobody tearing up our own shit but us. Y'all complain about a few cop ass whoopings, but what about the drugs being sold in our communities? Our nephews and sons can poison our neighborhoods and yet and still our very own will give them praise and immunity. Now explain that shit. I ain't not once heard you complain about that shit. In my city, the bad guy is a good guy. He can't do no wrong. He can flood the community with all kinds of poison and nobody can consider what he does is wrong. Then that little nigga will go and chronicle everything that he did in the rap song. They'll defend him the whole time and while he's in jail. They'll celebrate him like he's Robin Hood, but while in reality he was just robbing the hood. My women don't encourage the men to get out of the game. They're too caught up in his name and the little weight that he carries. And she'll move on to the next one as soon as his ass gets buried. Now see, that's the kind of shit that I'm talking about. These young men have gotten the game with no intention of getting out. No end game, no nothing. Just busy trying to impress. And they keep going and going until they're thrown in jail or put to rest. All kinds of opportunities passing them up. Fake ass friends out here gassing them up. Enemies out here blasting them up. Putting them six feet under the dirt. T-shirt kings out here steady making R.I.P. shirts. Niggas in these hole in the wall ass clubs taking pictures with loot. Bitches with no goals, smiling, thinking the shit's cute. But we're a lost out here. Can't nobody tell us shit. It's like we love skipping class. And it's a shame when our men's main priority is showing off to impress these bitches buying Jordans and wearing rhinestones on their ass. $300 belts on, pants still sagging. Young men, you're in public. We can see your ass all in the open because the jeans are just dragging. Yeah, God, please help us because we're lost in the sauce. We out here gambling with our very lives and ain't counting up the cost.
This is called Mother May I. Another night of sleeping soundly in suburbia, these milk-fed sons of America, mothers watching over them, all doe-eyed, sing their babies to sleep with the star-spangled banner, they awake for a new day. A new day of picket fences, painted lily-white, kissed by the sunrise as gently as their mother kisses their foreheads before sending them off to school. Escape to the playground for recess to play like children. One last time. Mother, may I cross the street? Mother, may I cross state lines? Mother, will you drive me? Mother, may I take up arms against my fellow man? Mother, may I take a life? Mother, may I claim self-defense? Mother, may I get off? Mother, may I get a book deal out of this smile for the headshot to go on the inside of dust jacket, back cover, flashing those gleaming pearly whites in an innocent boyhood grin. Erotic fan fiction for the American right wing Rub one out on the American flag This is actual fucking patriotism Give Ben Shapiro a hard-on so powerful His wife can stop doing angle exercises No longer will patriots have to blue ball it The court has reaffirmed its decision To let white people make the streets run red Let them get off Bring some punk ass named Brandon along, make it an all-American orgy, a circle jerk with a salute at the end. Pumping out patriotism to body counts, like a teenage boy who just found his dad's Playboy stash. Mike Lindell, Tucker Carlson, and Sean Hannity perform a three-way around the world. Go international! Joe Rogan sits in the corner watching, taking notes for the neckbeard libertarians who resell stolen photos from OnlyFans in their mom's basement. It's a white boy college and cottage industry. Smile for your close-up. Take the shot. Take the shot and get off. Mother, may I lose faith. Mother, may I refuse to call this justice. Mother, may I fear open season has been declared. Mother, may I get off if I choose to defend myself against suburban boys who arm themselves with these tools of destruction. Mother, will you forgive me if I am not? When he said one last time, start singing the song in the back of their head. One last time. Actually, my favorite version of that song, if you've never heard it, it's um, Barack Obama is doing the George Washington part. Oh, that shit is good. All right, from low to high for Jonathan, we have a seven. Again, escorts are available to help the judges get back to their cars safely at the end of the night. They're not getting laid. We can't control that. 8.6, a 9, a 9.2, and a 10. Let's see here. 18, that is a 26.8 for Jonathan. Applaud the poet. The Quiet Storm! 
Hey, Lane. Hey, what? You know how to make a s'more out of white privilege? Oh, yeah! Tell me! We know that part of the campfire where they bring out all the ingredients to make a s'more, the graham cracker, Hershey bar, marshmallow. Can you taste it? Can you feel the heat? As you puncture the marshmallow and set it ablaze, twirling the pitchfork and the pizza Making sure to scorch every corner. Then you grab a graham cracker and chocolate and insert your fresh catch of a hunted meal into this gooey mess. This rites of passage. Now imagine being the chocolate bar, suffocated by all this whiteness, this heated ghost concoction, and then imagine being as brown as the border that crossed you. Dipped in honey and sugar and toll, you had to build a wall around all this whiteness and pay for it as well. As the crackers are being smashed together in the marshmallow, well, the marshmallow is making its way through all of the border crossings. Collecting the crumbs to break off from the pack, can you still taste it? The overwhelming taste of white privilege, the overused excuse of, I tend to expand my power in heated situations. I felt threatened. I was scared. I had to protect myself. I had to ooze my way through no time, sir. Now, after all this has occurred year after year, do you look at the campfire the same? The echoing smoke that yells, well, what about black on black crime? And even though that in itself is an epidemic, no one ever eats a s'more without the marshmallow, without tradition. Black and brown alone is too risky, too sneaky not to be up to something we must be running. The law is the marshmallow. The law is what's supposed to hold everything together, making a mess of everything it touches, dripping on the sur surfaces it had no business landing on. How? How do we trust a system that melts under pressure? If anything, the most dirty parts of a s'more is the chocolate and the graham cracker. And isn't that what this country is supposed to be built on? Land of melting pot. Home of a struggling working class all built on the blood-soaked grounds of black and brown bodies alike. Pledging allegiance to a smoldering pit that will burn you every chance it gets.
That's 28.8 for Quiet Storm. Applaud the poet. Keep that applause going. We just have an all month kind of motherfuckers coming back tonight that I haven't seen in a minute. Give it up to the Bars Kid. Scared of the light, got lost in the dark, trapped in the cave, wrapped in a maze. I'm rich but in pain. The black is Bruce Wayne, presidential flow, Barack to the game. Mm. Superman vibes stay down in my lane in the lowest of days. I'm fading away. See that per that first part, personal for me, so I reverse them same lines so it makes sense to y'all. Follow me, I'm fading away in the lowest of days. Stay down in my lane. Superman vibes, Barack to the game, presidential flow, black is Bruce Wayne, rich but in pain. Wrapped in a maze, trapped in the cave, scared of the dark, lost in the light, running for freedom, back as a slave, back in the days, but now I'm back in the days. Safe to say that I couldn't find it, told my inner peace. But now I'm looking in the mirror to find inner peace. Quick question, world see me as they pray, who praying for me? No Parkinson, shake the world up with the punches, Muhammad Ali, RIP to the goat. RIP, but I RIP now, nowadays when I write, feel like Kendrick's album, KDOT, damn, Big Creek. King remembered in time since a young killer. I played till the beats became up with my heart. I fell in love with the craft because it brought me cheese, but I couldn't be a smooth macaroni and still rock with my Jesus. I had to figure it out. See, I was lost, but I figured it out. A lot of seven-figure flexors getting figured out. Nowadays, I ice skate on eights, let you figure it out. I shape shift, boy, guess who the figure is now? Tight kale, bars, you don't know, figure it out. Poets love Hot Wheels, bunch of children around. My actions keep bringing me figures. You keep them toys till you sick of them now. Wait, I figured it out. Why it's no love for the kid trying to figure it out. See, I made a lane on this stage and I'm killing it now. And that's my heart in the first round. I'm spilling it out. It be. Shit, son. Okay, I gotta ask. How long has it been you've been coming to these shows? Like, you were like, what? 16, 15? It was 15. 15. 15. And how old are you now? 22. Jesus. Woo! Damn, we getting old. It was his mom. Cause his mom, no, his mom would call me in the car. I'm like, what you fucking doing, my boy? Shit. It's what your boy's doing to us. Okay. Judges. This isn't hard to think of. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to influence the judges. I am now. I will. Yeah, I will. Not okay. Favorite, but Alright, from low to high, we have a nine. I thought for a second there a nine nine was gonna get booed. I'm like, oh shit. We got a 9.2 and three Yay, easy man. That's a 29.2 for the Bars Kid. 29.2. Give him a round of applause. Keep the applause going. Next poet in the first round, D. Shamblin.
sparkling with glee and somehow still deep and mysterious, filled with unseen treasures that I long to unlock and discover. I'm sorry, something's not quite right. Let me try again. Your eyes remind me of emeralds, a rare and valuable gem that people dream of getting a glimpse at, like the lantern in The Great Gatsby. No, that doesn't sound right either. One more time. Your eyes remind me of my childhood teddy bear, warm and comforting, nostalgic for the good old days. No, that's definitely not right. I can't remember what you looked like. I remember holding your hand in public for the first time. I remember our first kiss under the oak trees at the park. I remember when I was having a panic attack in the bathroom and you held me until I found the strength to breathe, but I still don't remember what you looked like. I remember you were beautiful. I remember telling my friends, damn, how did they ever pick me? I remember falling asleep together and I twirled my fingers in your hair because something about you was just so alluring, but I can't remember what you looked like. I remember when you first laid a hand on me. I remember when you ignored my cries of, no, stop, please, I can't do this. I remember when you said you were cheating on me because I wouldn't give in to your demands, that I should be grateful you'd date my sorry ass in the first place. I wasn't even that pretty. Why can't I remember what you look like? I don't even remember who did what, who hit me, who only loved me in secret, and who loved me from sunrise to set, no matter what. It doesn't matter because they all left. They abandoned me to my own devices alone until I either destroyed what was left of our relationship or destroyed myself. Does the pain make it harder or easier to forget? Is it easier to remember and relish in what once was or is it easier to forget because what you don't know can't hurt you? It's too late now to choose because I still can't remember what you look like, but I don't think I mind it. what you got. Just remember our next show is in two weeks on April 3rd, National Poetry Month, and we're kicking it off with Letitia Ellis as our feature. That is going to be insanely high energy show. Tui, I don't think I got your score yet. You're going to need to okay. do some downers after it's over just to even yourself out. Yeah. Whew. Go back to the 80s and get some quaaludes, y'all. Loots. I miss loots. <laughs> Fucking loots, man. <laughs> Tanner, you're taking way too much time. Speaking of loots, there we go. <laughs> All right. Kind of anticlimactic for that. So I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. From low to high, 4D, we have an 8.2. Also, this sounded like Young's up in this moment. <laughs> we have an 8.5. We have an 8.7. We got a 9. And a 9.7 for D, a blood poet. <laughs> Shit. Decimal points. That is a 26.2 for D, a blood poet. Keep your applause going. Next up is Aisha.
Aisha, co-host of the Good Reads Better Friends podcast, available where all major podcasts are found. Give it up for Aisha! for her size needs us at our height. This is how you break news to people. Pass out the candy, make sure everyone has a number two pencil and a blank sheet of paper, make a list, center titled black. The first bullet, your name is too black sounding. The second bullet, I will not be the first teacher to tell you this. The third bullet, you will go through life with the distorted sound of your applications being moved to the bottom of the pile. The fourth bullet, when taking your allowance to the corner store, be sure to keep your hands above your head when completing your purchases. The fifth bullet, she underlines, they may never see you as human, but they will always see you as black. Growing up, black is having to learn stop, drop, and roll and how to act when you're pulled over by a police officer. Pro tip, keeping your hands up doesn't mean you'll live. Growing up black is not being allowed to play with toy guns in your yard. Pro tip, being a child will not save your life. Growing up black is having white friends who don't understand why you relate everything to race. Growing up black is being made fun of for speaking properly. It's explaining why acting white versus acting black are social constructs put in place to people oppress people oppressed. Yeah. Growing up black is seeing how oppression in the black community exists like a Russian nesting doll. The first layer is systemic, the second is colorism, the third is gay oppression, the fourth is female oppression, and the fifth layer is intellectual oppression. The greatest thing to learn is that black is not synonymous with ghetto. Ghetto breeds in all shades. Being different or smart don't make you white. Being ghetto don't make you black, it did. I know it's hard to accept that you can be anything when the world is watching. They call you ebony and treat you like a fetish, like being attracted to you is a fetish. White boy must have that jungle fever. I know it is hard to always be made aware of your blackness when the only way they will betray you on television is to lighten you, make you only have portrayed as whole, which is not to say that that is wrong, but that is to say the spectrum of this melanin goes deeper, you dig? They will shake their bodies like the culture, will sing the songs of the culture, have no respect for the culture, will catch the culture but not come through for it. White hate sits on a mountain's peak absorbing the sun. Growing up black is being told your skin is too dark but watching your classmates get spray tans. Growing up black is being told to stay silent. The second you speak, you are angry and there is no justice in anger. Your life is a hashtag worthy of debate. Growing up black is hoping to never become the hashtag. It is listening to a white woman argue why they should be allowed to wear box braids, but never ever opening their mouths against black hair discrimination in the workplace in the American school system. Never ever mentioning the alarming amount of missing black and brown women and children. Never hearing black lives matter fall from privileged lips. Growing up black is never getting the apologies you deserve. And yes, it will take you years to learn this, but they absolutely owe you an apology. Thank you. March, I am making you a motherfucker. All right, two, three, four, and five. Okay, from low to high for Aisha, we have a 9.5. We 
We have a 9.7. We have two, bitch, how you dare not be perfect, 9.9s. I'm gonna need, there's a lot of like big decimal numbers here. I'm gonna need a minute to count this one up. While I count this one up, your next poet up here, it's the penultimate poet in the first round. Please give a huge round of applause to Senor. Should it be a pause or por favor? Por favor. Por favor. Still I wonder, how can you be? You can't see beauty, you can't see me. Open your eyes and you will see there is glory in diversity. Look past the skin of every race, see each soul just behind each face. Hearts and minds breaking out free and still your hate won't let you see. You can't see beauty, you can't see me. Open your eyes and you will see there is glory in diversity. You just see wrinkles and gray hair, or you not old enough to care. Wisdom wonder will always be, can't even see just bitter tea. Can't see beauty, can't see me. Open your eyes and you will see there is glory in diversity. Christian, Jew, Muslim, and Vincent, Wic Wiccan, faith not yours just makes you sick. And close your heart and soul and just flee. Faith not yours can't bring clarity. Can't see beauty, can't see me. Open your eyes and you will see there is glory in diversity. Lesbian, gay, bi, trans, and more. If it's not straight, it's just a bore. In God's eyes, it's a malady. And I've made time you will not see. Can't see beauty, can't see me. <clears throat> can't see beauty, can't see me. I'm sorry. Open your eyes and you will see. There is glory in diversity. Maybe it's time your vision sold and allow your heart to break its mold. If straight ahead is all you see, you're bound to miss life's variety. Can't see beauty, can't see me. <clears throat> can't see beauty, can't see me. Open your eyes and you will see there is glory and diversity. <clears throat> Sexuality, wealth, race, age, no matter whatever our stage, we are color, beauty, body, all in beauty and somewhat shoddy. Can't see beauty, can't see me. <laughs> Open your eyes and you will see there is glory in diversity. and our Facebook page and our Instagram page and our Twitter page and our 
Farmersonly.com. Would you stop with the farmersonly.com? Seriously. Nothing against any of you on YouTube that are watching that are using farmersonly.com. Please sponsor us, farmersonly.com. Being Poetry Slam brought to you by farmersonly.com and Bumble. Our slam theme for the month of June. Poems about bales of hay. <laughs> the sheep slam. Oh wow. That was bad. Um for Lord High. We have an eight. An eight. An eight. An 8.5 and an 8.5 for Senor Claude the Poet. That's a 24.5 for Senor. I did not get to mention that Aisha's score was a 29.5 applaud the poet. And please get applause for the last poet of the first round, Polly! finish Catholic school. True story. I was a loudmouth feminist at 11, praying to a God I didn't believe in, saying my rosary daily like it was going to save me, saying penance for my sins I hadn't even committed. I was noticeably not Catholic, not fitting in, yet shedding my skin like that snake in the garden, trying to make myself believable, peeling back layers of my personality, I would later learn the term doling my sparkle to let others shine. I thought I was being a good Christian. I skinned my knees playing with boys because girls frightened me. I wasn't like them, perfect, slim. I loved them, I hated them. I prayed to be them. Dear God, please tame my frizziness and bump out my rough edges. Dear God, please make me stop admiring their knee socks and walk taller in my own shoes. Dear God, Please make me don't like the way that Allison's smile lights up a room. Dear God, why did you make me this way? Because I'm having a hard time believing that everything they're teaching goes against my very being, so which one of us is lying. I still find the irony in feeling guilty. The irony isn't lost on me that the Catholic guilt still gets to me. I'm not even Catholic, but feeling guilty for existing is the way that I am so unworthy of love from your omnipotent God. Is calling your children to hate themselves odd to anyone other than someone outside? I got out, but what does that mean for the kids who are out or still in the closet? Fearing sin, fearing themselves. Someone told me once that God is love. So why do I always feel judged in a crowded room or a confessional, always acting professional, always hiding my sexual identity and hiding parts of me? Thank you. taking the top four poets into the next round. Scores are carrying over. Oh, one of those things. 
Two. Three. I crave lovers. I crave one person. I crave good mornings with coffee and your favorite creamer. 
I pray to be filled. Whatever lessens the empty, whatever grants me patience for my godlessness, patience will meet me in the middle with hands ready to hold on tight. Thank you. It's the last night of my term when I've got students asking me questions. So, all right, judges. <laughs> Will you actually do some fucking work? Okay. All right. From low to high for Aisha, we have an 8, an 8.2, and a triple 9. That's 26.2 added to 29.5. So that is 50, 55.7 for Aisha. Applaud the poet. Keep the applause going. Next poet up, the bar's pin. notice attached to the door and and me being blind to the fact that I was no longer in arm's reach of the one thing that I'm the one thing that made me who I am no matter how many MJ Space Jam memories I could muster up literally reaching for a peace of mind I just knew that having happiness that close to me would probably be the last time I would let anyone or anything get close to me but but the question still remains do you want to be happy no no I don't all I want to do is matter not because I'm black not because of how popular I am or how good I can disguise my pain. Call it a poem for your enjoyment and as a prize for dying in front of you, I get snaps and a good job. Should I want to matter because it's a feeling that's evaporated in my life. The love I received because of and not just because is really taking a toll on me. And I'm at a point now to where my payments are looking a lot like sacrifices. For example, I just wanted a peace of mind. But it's like everybody needs my help to keep their peace of mind. So I find myself sacrificing a peace of mind for my peace of mind. But if that means you can keep your peace of mind, then keep that peace of mind. But Mr. Brooks, we do love you. I mean, I mean, that's cool. But is it me or the parts of me that are acceptable to you like my personality? See, around friends, I can be the life of a function, bringing jokes, memories that will last a lifetime, stimulation of the mind, but when alone, I break down behind that same personality. See, let's get specific, because obviously you didn't get it. I perfected wordplay. See, this is personal. And I, T.Y., have been fighting demons so long that they address me as the IP man with Ali hands, but I never asked for this. I just wanted to live a simple life, quiet, doing my best to stay out the way, telling trouble to leave me alone, but it's like the world was eavesdropping and when I need an ear to vent to cause my notebook is full of what ifs and heartbreak or a shoulder to cry on cause these hands can't hold on to the memories of who I used to be and these tears I literally got left alone. So to answer your question, 
No, I don't want to be happy. As an artist, I just want to be free.
and we haven't needed the dictionary since. You, my friend, 
not defined by your work. Thank you. You are not. You are an awesome fucking human being. If anybody's told you that you're defined by what you do, tell them I said go fuck themselves. And then tell me and I'll tell them to go fuck themselves. I didn't get uh, me, I didn't get, cool. And all right. From low to high, we have an 8.3. We have a nine. We have a nine. Enter ten. That's a twenty-eight even plus twenty-eight even. Shit, man. That's a fifty-six even for Polly. Give it up for Polly. That means that you're head-to-head -to -head tonight for $50 cash. Second place gets a free pass into the next show. Third place gets a warm hug. Aisha, you win a warm hug. But your head-to-head -to -head tonight is between the bars, kid, and Polly! So, bars, you have a higher score. Hold on. I'm thinking of an. Oh, wait, 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 I do have a coin. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Bars, call it. Heads. Heads. First or second? Second. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck no. Polly, go first. Polly, are you ready? Do you need a second? All right, well, I'll let you take a breather. Take a second. I'll remind you on YouTube, check out our page, Dave Poetry Slam. Go to our website, DavePoetrySlam.com. Hit the donate button. Please help us support the website. Help us support the Poetry Slam. No individual on this stage running this show, myself, Jonathan, or Quite Swarm, makes any money off of this. All the money you donate to the Dave Poetry Slam goes into paying features, advertising, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are you guys ready for the finals? I was creative, 
which I can't be when I'm heavily medicated, or at least that's how it feels. I'm surviving on coffee and spitting gasoline at those who love me, and my fear is that on day four, I will light the match. I stop sleeping, intrusive thoughts both self-deprecating and post-traumatic, like hitting the playback on all the bad shit. Why is it only the bad shit? And I'm feeling that shit. Meltdowns 15 through 20 include curling my hair incorrectly and how I reacted to situations that are imaginary. On day four, I grab a pill bottle and think about how many I need to take to end it all. And then I realize the answer is one. Thank you. sacrificed himself nightly for your entertainment and nobody thought to look deeper than the words he spoke 
deeper than the way he carried his demons on stage and when he left, he had more than what he came with, even with basketball. He tried to show you that his passion and love for the game exceeded his own expectations every day and night. He went out, laid it all on the line, not because he wanted to, but it was all he had ever known and done in his life. The two things he used to separate himself from the world around him slowly became the world around him. See, he never realized that what he was running from would be his escape to his escape. And all he wanted to do was escape. All he wanted to be was himself. Without the lights and the fame, just a young man who took whatever the world gave him and when he finally figured it out, gave it to God. But yet, here we are. More than the death of another young man, but in the eyes of the people, just a, just a four-letter word, boss. Your hair when I get All right. <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, um, thank you. It feels good to be back. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Five, 20, 30, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. And thank you for joining us here on the Dayton Poetry Slam podcast. We'll see you in yeah a week or two. Uh, I'm hoping to get these uploaded in the week in between we've got slam shows. So don't forget to check out our website, DaytonPoetrySlam.com. Check us out on all social media and check us out on YouTube where you can get individual videos of the show. So take care. Don't do anything I would. If you do, hold out for six mil in a helicopter. Good night. <laughs>